I'll give you a clue, it was Grinsby. They are pressing quite well. What's happened there? You've got to be joking. Oh, sorry, no, I've done the wrong around, because I've won an arrow, I haven't seen it, sorry. He must have a horseshoe up his ass. <laughs> if we're playing on professional and that's happening for Barcelona... Um, uh, two years ago, sorry about that, I don't know I'm sorry, that's just put me off the game. I'm not having that. Anyway, segue, moving on. What has that got to do with football? Why is that out of football ground? Hello and welcome to another ramble from the Honest Football Podcast, where we bring honesty back to the beautiful game. I'm Daniel Cody, and with me as usual is Craig Savage and Charlie Betts. Thank you for joining us on Spotify, our new platform that we've now released, and also on YouTube. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And uh, on Twitter, you can follow us at Honest Football Free. How's your week been? Um, it's been interesting, and I believe that myself and Charlie have both had issues with kitchen appliances, yes. Craig, which I'm really looking forward to. White goods, I believe, is the correct answer. Um, I'll let Charlie start. Are you sure? Mine's yeah. a very short story. It's just it's more embarrassing, to be honest. So uh, I do have an appliance, actually. I will talk about my appliance. Okay. I, I appliance. hope you have some appliances. Where have you got a story about them? Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, last night I, uh, I cooked tea, I made a jambalaya, for those of you who are oh, interested. Lovely. I mean, it was very good. Where's the leftovers? I ate them this evening, that was, that was why we couldn't get a takeaway. Uh, but anyway, um, so I did that. So being a good husband, I thought I'll do the, the dishwasher. You know, I'm not an elitist person, but I do have a dishwasher. It was in the house when I bought it. I didn't pay for it, I'm not you know, made of money. Um, so I got a dish, dishwasher in the house. I loaded it and then realised that we didn't have any dishwasher tablets. Oh, oh no. So it's a disaster. So I'm thinking, right, well, the, could go to the shop, but it was getting on for half eight and I'm thinking, I'm quite tired. You know, I've had a busy open. day. As there was open, admittedly, but still. So I thought what I would do in my infinite sort of, in my wisdom at the time, oh, no, oh, this no. is going. I dumped a load of washing up liquid in there. Great idea. Oh, thinking, it's a safe <laughs> thinking that, well, I wash up with it, you know, during the. It cleans, so it it cleans. Obviously, I didn't realise it. It basically turned into like out of a sci fi movie where within minutes it was like bubbles creeping out of the washing machine. It was like Mr. Bobby, wasn't it? Honestly, it came flying out. It was everywhere. Oh, it was starting across the floor, just bubbles, just more bubbles and bubbles. I opened it. Literally, it was like, you know, like in a, um, a fire on a, a, like, you know, called it a backdraft, didn't they? When you open the window and it comes flying through. It was just like just bubbles just come zooming out. Honestly, it was disgusting. I know you're a West Ham fan, but your forever blowing oh, bubbles is taking that. In my head, I know, I've, you know, there's other stories. I know someone who's a mutual friend of ours who um, had a school kit that he wanted to get washed in time, so he put it in the microwave without realising it had nylon in it, so it Why melted. Why would you do that? This man, by the way, has a first from Cambridge in law, but anyway, that's a different story. Why um, would you put He's a doctor of law, actually. Well, he's a doctor of an idiot. <laughs> um, no, you don't say that, mate. No, uh, on a serious note, so in my head, you know, so what I'm trying to say is, basically all geniuses have their flaws, and that was mine, and I thought, I'll dump a load of washing up liquid in the, the dishwasher, happy days. Well, that's the word genius we can't ever use again. <laughs> this is a teacher. But problem. yeah, no, um, so. mine probably wasn't quite as dramatic. Mine was a bit more of a, of a solemn tale, I guess. Right. Uh, Tuesday's my day off work, so I uh, this week we've been we'd been trying to get a freezer for some time because the house that we we live in came with a tiny fridge freezer. Yeah, yeah, the freezer isn't right. suitable for Christmas and occasions. No. We're having a big party next week with all exactly. the family. I need a big freezer in the winter. You, you need your stolen ready, mate. Absolutely, <laughs> not that that will be going in the freezer. Fresh only. Uh, <laughs> as it turned out, my uh, my dear nan said, "I've got a spare freezer." Good, very Fantastic good. news. It's a bit old, but it does the trick. Yeah, we'll go yeah, and get yeah. it. So we went and collected it, brought it all the way back, plugged it in. How long do you want to estimate the freezer worked for? Well, I, I do five, know, don't you minutes. have to let the elements settle in it? Correct. So you have to leave it for 24 hours to right. let the elements settle. So you've had 24 hours? But a, No, but a freezer oh. can break before the elements settle. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, I, half I, an hour. I say five minutes. Well, you're both a little bit too keen there. So uh, the actual answer was seven hours and six minutes. Right. Uh, so what happened at that point is, because it's a bit of an old-fashioned freezer, it's got two settings, normal and super. Super. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Who wouldn't keep on super? I mean, so, if you had the option, you'd always put so on super. When we, yeah. <laughs> when we plugged it in, the freezer was at a temperature of three degrees. Right, okay. After, not not after, freezing. No. After seven hours, with the freezer on... Lid shut. Lid shut. <laughs> It was at 22 degrees. Ah. <laughs> Positive 22 degrees. So it's more oh. of a, a larder than a freezer. It's, it's closer to a it's toaster than a freezer. It's a sauna. <laughs> it would right. slowly casserole a chicken, let's put it that way. <laughs> it is sick. That's basically. It would slowly casserole a chicken. Right, okay. Sorry, I was just trying to make a title for you. Right. Uh, so so I, then, I then went for the second trick. Seven hours, six minutes in we are. I turned it up to super. Right. The problem here is we were now at about nine o'clock in the evening. I've got to go to bed soon. I'm directly above the freezer. Uh, if that blows up, I'm in trouble. 
So I was being careful. So did it then go super hot because of that? Well, so we left it for two hours. So we're getting to 11 o'clock now. So don't forget, we've turned the dial all the way from normal to super, past everything in between. Yeah. So it's now a, an oven. Well, you would have thought so. You would have thought it would either be an oven or a freezer, wouldn't you? Yeah. So what did I do? I went back down three hours later. The temperature, 22 degrees. So it's Super did nothing. So and, and of all the things, I can take the freezer being broken, I can take it slowly casseroling chickens, whatever. What I cannot take is a button that says super doing nothing. That's <laughs> that that just breaks a yeah, child's dream. It's like the same thing with old British cars back in the 80s. They yeah. always had this weird button saying t- massive turbo. Why not? Because that's what everyone said. You need He's to watch some Top Gear repeats at the weekend. I've listened to Clarkson a bit too much. But that's what it was. They just had random buttons to say yes, we'll make the car a hell of a difference. And doesn't do anything. The big question is, Daniel, do you think it was already broken? Or, and I'm not shifting blame on you, but did it break in transit? I think it's already um, broken. I don't think it broke in transit because it was protected heavily by blankets and towels and driven right. by a 75-year-old grandmother at a very slow speed. Right, okay. So, so there was already no broken that. I think the, the tale is it was already broken or it broke almost immediately after being And last question, I'm not casting dispersions upon your, your grandma, but did she give it to you knowing it was broken so you then had to shift it? Do you think? I think it's a genius move, though. Um, I, I hope not, but I, I'm starting to have suspicions. <laughs> Basically, take it to the dump. So last Saturday was non-league day. Um, it was one it was of a very our day. favorite days of the football calendar. Um, we'll go with you two guys because obviously you both went together, so it's a bit easy to talk to, to talk and about. And we went it. to a non-league game. And well, I t- yeah, it was a well, it wasn't non-league game. Was it non-league? <laughs> yeah, well, semi-professional. No, yours is. I'm saying the one that I went to. Oh, I, I, you said he was, was talking about me. We'll leave that for a vote. Right, okay. Right, anyway, okay. so you went to a inverted commas non-league game. So I went to an inverted commas non-league game, which Craig Savage was involved in. Yes. Obviously as a manager. Yes. Uh, and you are the coach of. Now, but decided to go on holiday to a different country. <laughs> yeah. How ironic. You always that word a few weeks ago were, it's not always that important that Charlie's there on a Saturday. Agreed. So but the one game you turn up to, no, you okay. want him there on a Can Saturday. Can I just put this in context? Before I come in as one of Craig's staff, you and I went to a game, another game of Craig's last season, in which yep. they were five one up, four one up, and managed, managed to draw five all. No, three nil up. Three nil up. Sorry, three nil up. The game you got back three all. Five so three that was your last up. experience of watching this side. Okay. So now um, you're non-league day experience. So obviously, it's the first time I've watched the sides since Charlie has become a coach and since Craig has become a manager. And it was also a game which you guys described to me before as might be a bit one of the one of the more physical games shall yeah. we say which let me just cast that but no, that wasn't the case at no, all. no 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 very, I'm judging them by last year they so were I mean, a very they were, they were a very you know we went to a game this season <laughs> a rejuvenated side <laughs> no they were the same then though they were a decent hard working side they were, yeah, I've, yeah, they, they were a bit direct but yeah so be it um, but one of the things that impressed me was that the, the side I went to watch was also the reason I was there it was the most local to my house yeah on, so, on long league day yeah, yeah so I went to watch Crawley Green Reserves FC which was a 10 minute walk from my house and Craig Savage in charge should be very proud of his team shouldn't he <laughs> <laughs> and the man who's going to get most of the credit from me I'm afraid today is Charlie Betts the oh, first no, team no, coach oh no 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 he was reserves team coach for the first team so, <laughs> so what the people who are listening no, no. probably don't know is that the podcast that would be the most interesting is probably the half an hour we talk about before we start the podcast, <laughs> which is basically what's happened in your world, a diary of a non-league coach and manager, yeah. which is something that will come up eventually. But every week, Charlie mentions three things in his coaching. When and when not to press, <laughs> defending set pieces, and shape. After fitness in July, of course. <laughs> yeah. But no, that was okay. more that was more Craig saying, do fitness. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll let you have your, your benefits, that worked. Yeah. But what what happened in that game, and it was the most impressive, is at non-league level, we're talking step seven, non-league, yeah. correct? Yeah. Probably the most organised tactical shape I've seen defensively from a team for the first hour. First hour. Right. And also... Which is giving an indication of what happens later on in the game, isn't it? <laughs> also probably the best team press I've seen at that level as well, which was really good. And that continued throughout, even when it was a bit ragged towards the end. And it was a fantastic defensive display for that hour. The only problem being is that moving forward, obviously the same emphasis hadn't been done because Charlie was a defender, Craig was a defender, <laughs> and it's only been three months. I think that's a fair assumption. <laughs> so what what they're going to learn from Charlie moving forward? Yeah. you might need atta- an attack no, no. for that. I'm afraid. Ironically, I was doing some shooting on Tuesday. No, no was, but a, a really good performance. Yeah, probably yeah. not quite as as ruthless in front of goal. Maybe didn't no. create the clear cut chances, and despite the dominance, were mm. gifted two penalties by the referee, which we all agreed on. I think. Yeah. Um, but a really good performance. 
a bit rattled when conceding the goal, I think that's fair to say as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll say my bit in a minute, I'll let you carry on. Okay, so, so I'd probably conceded the goal about the hour mark from defending the set piece, which Charlie will be very upset about. Very rattled for a little while, letting another goal, of course, but then the, the spirit to come back and win mm. it. And the way it turned on the screw, as soon as they scored again, the confidence was right yeah. there. And it was instantly back to we're in our element again. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a very good example of how non-league football players can be coached, trained and improved. And that's, that's probably yeah. the biggest positive you look for. You don't look there to be the best player in the mm. world or to be the best team in the world. It's to improve people and make them enjoy yeah. the football. Well, I think that's making me obviously crazy to talk about in a minute. I think... Um, oh, oh, just to confirm, 4-2 victory. Oh, 4-2 yes. victory, yes. yeah. I, I was going to carry up with um, it. Yeah, no, I, I think that maybe the, sometimes the difference between maybe being successful or not successful is having everyone going in the same direction. No matter, you know, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but whatever Correct. players you've got. So I think it's quite good to have a philosophy to buy into. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that's, that's, it, it's, it's it, interesting to see that maybe the hardest bit, I think, in a football match is actually to defend. Because re- within reason, attacking-wise, I suppose, you can give them a bit of freedom and a bit of onus over that. But defensively, if you don't get that right, obviously you lose games. And most players, so, given their own devices, will naturally work on attacking. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true, yeah. But anyway, Craig, how was your non-league day from your experience? Yeah. Um, I've got a question uh, for Dan at the end. But it was, it was uh, as, a, as you manager, it's always stressful. Um, for the game... I thought first 45 minutes was probably the best we played all season. Um, it showed, as as Cody just said, that where we worked on for our pre-season and obviously during the start of the season, it clearly showed well. So brilliant. And then we lost our way, but I think we we had a couple of ch- good chances. Uh, I know our, our big striker missed a setter in the uh, area. I thought if that went in, I think we we took our chances in the first half. I think the game could have been easily out of sight. I would agree with that. Um, Regarding the penalty in the first half, from my angle, I didn't think it was a penalty. Oh, not on, yeah, go on, I didn't think it was. I literally had my hands like, covering my mouth, like, oh, no, yeah. no, no. But, but no, to be fair, the bench didn't complain, the players didn't complain. No. Fine. And can I, can I just say, the ref, bar those two iffy penalty decisions, the referee's control of the game. Because oh, you guys have mentioned I like, him I like him, yeah, he's a good guy. His control like of the I game like is of a much higher level. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he's always like, isn't. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's, really he's a professor. Fella. I've just got to say really, really quickly, a side story to that bloke. So a few weeks ago, he ref the game of ours that I was actually at. <laughs> and he ma- he booked one of our players who thought unfairly that he'd been booked. But anyway, that being all of, all said and done. After the game, that player went up to him and said, look, ref, do you know, I appreciate you booking me. Do you have to put it through, you know, do us a favour? The referee literally, and it's not exaggeration, laughed in his face and walked off. Like <laughs> that's the sort of bloke you're dealing with, and I love that. Like he literally, yeah, it didn't he? Straight yeah, in his face yeah. and just walked out of the chamber. Laughed in his face and just left. Love that. So, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, um, and then yeah, as I said, well, I think we obviously lost away, and we said at half time, so obviously you know, like football managers don't guide against complacency and that stuff. And we literally <laughs> said that. Did you push that button? Did you <laughs> did you hang on, hang on. Calm, assertive, aggressive. I was cautious. <laughs> cautious, cautious. <laughs> I was cautious. No, uh, so look. We have to. Obviously, next ten minutes is gonna be vital because if we let them have that one chance, they're gonna score. And funny enough, they scored from a corner. Which obviously, I said the second phase, don't go blind on your markers, mm. and that's what exactly happened. One one, fair enough. And, and almost happened again two minutes later. Almost happened almost two minutes later, and then I lost the plot a little bit because I'm thinking I can't see this twice in about two minutes. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just constant, just organisation, just sort it all out. Yeah. But then obviously they took the lead from a deflected shot. Um, I thought I was like club, but okay, fine. At that point, it didn't look like there was a way. I didn't think there was to be fair, but then we got the penalty, which I did. I could, I can see it, but I, I did not see it. Good um, on Arsene Wenger, not in a million years. <laughs> the referee, a corner was delivered. Was it a corner or it just was a corner? A, corner. a, a corner, corner was delivered. The referee blew for handball as the man cleared it away at the front post. A best thigh height, maybe. <laughs> this is absolutely well, the opposition no sense then. I think they were. They were, they were a little bit upset, but they handled it very right, well. Right, okay. Yeah, and then um, another good penalty. And then we had a free kick on the left-hand side, whipped in, a little flick on, keeper came out of no man's land, big man mm. heads it in. It was a gift, wasn't it? Yeah, it's obviously keeps staying in his line, he's catching it, but yeah. he was a bit of slew, I came out and missed it. Um, and then, obviously, they, they looked tired, to be fair. I think our fitness mm. showed at the end. Uh, well done, coach. <laughs> uh, uh, one of our young strikers yeah. went round the goalkeeper, crossed it for our, uh, our left winger to score this hat trick. So, so all in all, a good, good non-league. I was happy with the, I was happy with the result. I was happy for the first thirty-five minutes. I was ha- unhappy for the next twenty to twenty-five minutes. 
35 minutes and in the last 10 mm. minutes I was absolutely delighted can I, can I just say as I was as part of the non-league day experience yeah, as say. I and it might be the question you're going to ask actually uh, as I was allowed into the uh, very good cheap drinks and food yeah very cheap oh, yeah, good. competitive well just bag crust over the yeah, oh, okay, good, but very good competitive yeah. prices and you? obviously the difference with that pitch is you can actually from the bar watch the game you can yes but I didn't do that I came out my only criticism of the food, and I can say this on a non-league no, day it's perspective. Not, it's not the food. Though. No, but I'm oh, just saying. Right, okay. It's on the side of the... So after the game, you get the food. But there's also some sandwiches on the side of the bar, like rolls. Every single one of them has a form of cheese in it. And it annoys me a little bit, really. I want a little more variety. Exactly. It's a slab of cheese. And it's a slab of cheese. It, I'm not entirely be, sure. It'd be a wedge for the door. I'm not entirely sure it's always in date. So, you know, I really like the club. <laughs> that doesn't really matter So cheese. as a review, if you were doing a vlog... Maybe avoid the the, the pre match uh, rolls that are available. But, in the club. but you can afford at least four bags of crisps. So no, that's true. That's, that's true. true. But um, yeah, non league day. I was there many other people there on non league day? There were quite a few. It was about, quite a few. It was about thirty yeah. people. Okay, there. yeah. But so it was good, a it was a really good game. It was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. I, I guess that's the difference I say because we went about that time last year. Yeah. Us two, when you weren't involved at the club, no. And we watched the game. It was a boring one all or two. Oh, so yeah. We went half time. It was that. That's bad. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. one two one. W- Wooden, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, but it was one all when we left. One one when you left. Um, but but on that occasion, it was an awful football yeah. game. I can say as a neutral person who just enjoy football that I would go and watch that yeah, any yeah. week. Luton aren't at home. I would mm. happily go and watch that and say it's yeah. the nearest to my house. I'll go and watch some football. No, that's a, a good endorsement. And that's all I can say. That's great. Right. And a couple of quid in the bar, and that's all a non-league mm. team needs, isn't it? To be fair. So, Charlie, you went to a game in Northern Ireland? Yeah, I'll keep it brief because it, it was it's non-league, but it's probably strictly not non-league. Um, so, it's a Premier League, but it's semi-professional. Yeah. And they're in a cup with non-league English teams in Scotland. Yes, basically, yeah. So, does, does that count as non-league? I don't yes, know. Yes, let's uh, count it as non-league. So, no, so I went towards Ballymena versus Crusaders. Who, Crusaders, um, for those of you who have any sort of understanding of Northern Ireland, will be one of the top two teams. Um, I've got to be honest, quite this. I mean, the first half was absolutely abysmal. Great thing about halftime is they do sell Tunnock's caramel wafers there. So that was a beautiful oh, probably half-time Probably required snack. now, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, yeah, probably. I, do you know what? I never thought that until you just said. Maybe that was part of the thing of playing in the cup that you have to sell it as, as a half-time refreshment. The things that you don't like, Craig, that Dan and I literally well, salivate over. Well, well done. Move on. Well, um, so, following <laughs> last year, we can go to Boreham Wood and find out. Can't we? Well, yeah, that's, it. that's a good point. See yeah. if they've got any iron brew left over. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, I went there. It was, it was it, to be honest, it was a, a, a pants first half, and then um, Crusaders scored early on, opened the game out, end to end stuff. Ballymena should have won in the last minute of the game. Quite a decent crowd. Um, I got talking to so my father-in-law's got lots of fingers and lots of pies, and he I ended up talking to actually someone involved with Crusaders and asking about the professional part because they were saying they're professional, but it's professional in name but not really. So anyone who's got like a decent enough job that pay more than the, you know they come on a Tuesday and a Thursday evening. So they have like a rotating sort of group of about nine, ten players who train every day, but that's not really a sustainable way of life. So it, it's professional in the sense of there is training available every day, but it's not in the same standard. It's probably the same as a lot of yeah. National League and National League North and South probably, clubs that yeah. have chosen to go professional. Yeah. There'll be there'll still be around half the squad that aren't earning enough to make yeah. a Yeah, so they've got some players who, you know, like solicitors, things like that, as an example. You know, you can earn more as a solicitor of all due respect than probably what you are playing essentially a high level of non-league football. <laughs> so, you know, in that sense, how professional is it? But yeah, no, it's not bad, not a bad day out. And um, I guess for you, you've probably been to Bal- I mean, probably most years. Yeah, yeah. Is how did it? How did the side compare to the year before? I guess. Um, I don't know really. What do you think? What do you think for the season? They're a lot more direct. They're a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Are you saying? Do you think they overachieved last season? Yeah, but I think they caught everyone by surprise. They've got a couple of injuries. I think they're a lot more direct than what I remember last. Last year they actually played some football, and and the the reason they got back in the game for twenty minutes on last Saturday was they got the ball out, out wide at the very least, and then maybe swung in a few crosses from deep. But at least they worked it up the pitch that yeah. way. I hate it, and it's not just that, that game. I hate it at any level of football when teams go from back to front. I don't mind the ball over the fullback, or I don't mind a, a decent clipped ball over the centre half or something. But at least it's if it's the, gone it's the through, goalkeeper straight through the goalkeeper. Yeah, if it's gone through the midfield and then it's played, or even if you're playing to midfield, then back to the back four, and then it goes or something. Like that, at least work it at a different angle. Yeah, I hate it when you know the ball, goalkeeper gets the ball, rolls it out to possibly the fullback or the centre half, and then boom up the straight, pitch. direct, straight. Line. Yeah, and you know, as, as as anyone who's played football, it's so easy to defend against because yeah. you can t- tell what the trigger is going to be as soon as that head you just drops five yards, one exactly. goes and attacks it, and one sits there and yeah, it and it's easy. It might be effective, but gosh, it's bloody boring to watch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think um, I think if they stick to a bit more of a, an actual identity of playing through the midfield at the very because they've got some decent centre midfielders. Was it was it a wet day? 
Um, was it? Was it? No, the, the rest of the day we didn't rain during the game. It was quite sunny by towards the end of it. But yeah, no, no, not bad. I mean, Crusaders are a very good team. They've got a lad, Paul Heatley. Because obviously Gavin White used to play there yeah. a few years ago. Uh, just out of curiosity, what are the ticket prices like? Uh, £12 across the board. No matter who, where, who you are, where you're paying. It's In a home away team. Oh, that's not bad. So it's, it's, a, it's a, what's the word? Um, Standardised. Standardised, yeah. So that's a good idea. So yeah, but no, um, so I think it, all in all, not a bad day. But I think you probably saw a more exciting game than what I did. And uh, probably maybe even a better quality, arguably, from the first half that I saw last week. So yeah. I've got some uh, favourite stories from non-league, Dan. You've got some golden non-league gems, haven't you? There you go, Dan, yes. You've got some golden non-league gems. It's the third attempt of us trying to make some sort of link to you now, telling us some little good... And you'll hear the rest on Christmas Day. From uh, non-league day. Yes, so one of the things I did, I did at last non-league day, we talked about it a little bit, is just picking out a couple of the favourite yeah. offers, because obviously a lot of non-league teams do a lot to try and get oh, yes. through the games. Yeah, oh, I like these. So one these of the good. ones we often talk about is a lot of teams go for the pay what you think. Yes. So teams yeah. like even as high as Alder shot in a National League against Hartlepool. I think Solid did it as well. Yeah, possibly. Saturday, yeah. So that's always one of the good ones. There's always the kids for free or kids for a quid and Bring things a like dog that. for free. But yeah, non-league dog days become quite a big Why thing. Why is that well, a big it? thing? Well, because a lot of people have dogs and like non-league football, I'm guessing. Do you think it does what it, it, it should really... It's, it comes to him too. So there, were, there was one great team, I can't remember who it was, who did free entry if you bought yeah, a dog. Yeah. I think it's Kings Langley, maybe. Is it Kings Langley? Possibly. Or yeah. made it cheaper entry. Better than walkway for Kings Langley. Bro. But of course there were two standouts this time. So well, I've got it here. He's right, it's Kings Langley. Was yeah. it Kings yeah. Langley? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, back. Two standouts, and Charlie's probably got them in that article as well. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm just sort of putting Kings Langley First there. of all, a name, a blast from the past, the reformed AFC Russian and Diamonds. Right. Yeah. Uh, free entry were offered to a certain type of people. Oh, um, right. And it was based on a German theme. Anyone want to have a guess? Thinking of what it is over in Germany. It's Oktoberfest. It's Oktoberfest. Yeah. Right. So what might you be able to get in for free? Well, did. not far off. You got in for free if you wore a Bavarian dress. Right, okay. I haven't got any statistics to confirm no, how many still. people took up the offer. I did, I did, I, I, I did see something on yeah, Twitter the other day. They tripped one of the... Uh, I can't remember what club it was. It might have been AFC Russian and Diamonds. Or Bedford Town. But they... Um, they tricked one of the players. Like, yeah, we're all allowed to win. Yes, I saw it. Oh, okay. And basically, it was just one bloke. Oh, so they've stitched him up. Oh, they turned up in later, and they were all filming. They were filming. Oh, I've got a lot of time for guy. that. I love that. Love it. Yeah, yeah, so that was it. Yeah, so that's obviously a cool. So story. I think they have seen Russian diamonds thing. I'm not sure if they've got anyone German involved now, but on the last year they were a professional club. They had two German players who were among their stars. Where is it now? FC Russian diamonds. They're in the. It's nice man. Um, suddenly. Oh, okay. Right. But did AFC Russian Diamonds' first ever game was against Cordy Green. Man, he, always, he always loves to shoot. He loves that, doesn't he? Pre-season like friendly, it was the first ever right, game. Right, we've promoted your club for five minutes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. But, but there is there is one standout from non-league day. And yeah. you're not going to top this probably in the next decade. No. And it links back to a subject we talked about about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, and that was me having a rant about Iceland and a certain product. Yeah. By a certain brand. Okay. And that brand's popped up again here. So you're saying the Hovis... Uh, not Hovis, no, Warburton. Oh, Mighty yeah. White. Mighty yeah. White, yes. Um, um, obviously now since changed to Wonder Life, so we worked. It's <laughs> the one successful thing we've done. Um, but I'm taking you to Thetford Rovers. Oh yeah, down yeah, in the Thetford's Norfolk, it, I'm sure. Lower echelons of non-league football. Good yeah, um, nice club. All paying adults required to pay... Is this a nice club? Have you ever been there? No. <laughs> Go like for it. So yeah, sorry, Fetford so Rovers. All, all, yes, Fetford Rovers. All okay, paying adults, I believe, had to pay two pound. Right. Mm. Okay. But they got a free product if they oh, no. if they pay two pound. Obviously, bread related now. The, the link uh, you've given. <laughs> I, 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 you no idea. There was no associated explanation. Not far off. They were given a bag of Warburton's bread rolls. <laughs> Anyone who entered, any, any, any full, no, 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 any full-paying adult at two pound got a bag of got a free bag of bread rolls. What the? I mean, if you if you saw a nil-nil draw, at least you got some bread rolls out of it. I suppose well, it would be like. So, but imagine getting super half-time. I've got some right. Got my bread roll. But, but is that what it's for? Maybe. But the lovely thing was the article, which is we've teamed up with Orbitons oh. and that. I just think. Hey, what are you? Hey, what there? I wouldn't know. The adverts made about to be in the north of England somewhere, didn't they? So, yeah. I don't know. So, anyway, I mean, at worst, it, you know, if the game's crap, at least you can throw some bread rolls at some players. Absolutely. And then you can <laughs> get <them. laughs> We don't condone that. <laughs> so, that, so, so that's right, <laughs> That was probably the, the, the funniest entry for non Yeah, that's a weird one. But, but I thought I'd end on a, on a heartwarming tale because God, there, there is obviously going to be a big negative in the middle of this episode. So, let's talk about a positive one. And it's something that I didn't realise had happened before. I thought it was a first and looked back and seen they've done it before. AS Roma, Italian Serie A team. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you may have noticed, or may not have by looking at your faces, adopted Hackney Wick for non-league day. Did they really? Sent I them free kit shirts, 
everything to go with really? it, loads of equipment. Oh, and, fair play. And I found that out. I then found out that the year before, Roma had done exactly the same with a Scottish junior side called Saint Anthony. Right. And I've been doing brilliant. it every year for non-league day for the last three years. That's incredible. Fair play to them. And AS Roma, we've got to be fair, they're one of the shining lights in an Italian yeah. football league, which yes. has had a lot yeah. of criticism and has a lot of... Oh, gosh, AS yeah. Roma also had a team over the summer that, in, when they were announcing transfers, yeah, were also missing, doing missing. Twitter links to try and find a missing, missing child, child, and they linked it right. to a transfer. Yeah. they knew it would obviously get thousands and fair thousands of views. Yeah, and about four have been found as a result of it, mm. which is really brilliant. But adopting Hackney Wick, sending them loads oh, of equipment, and they did a really big. And I was looking at it earlier; it was brilliant. A really big long article about the the manager who founded the team in 2015. Oh, His Hackney name, Wick. yeah, Bobby Kasanga. Yeah. So he'd had eight years in prison. Oh, for yeah, he does, he does the uh, lives, not uh, lives. Go on, you can get it. Lives, not lives, something like that. Yes, yeah, lives, not lives. Yeah, yeah. Right so on. eight years in prison for gang-related crimes after a friend had died and obviously had got involved in knife crime. Um, but he had come out and built this club, built the community following with it, yeah, and his, his initiative now is literally saving right. lives in the community. And AS Roma, they'd done a big interview with him. Wow! And that, there was a whole two-page spread on the uh, website. It was fantastic. Yeah. Unfortunately, the result on the pitch for them wasn't successful because they lost seven 0 to Oxy Jets. In which is Bar- which is oh. fine, but that is. That oh, well, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm just saying from obviously from playing side of it. No, fair play, but. And I know it's a, it's a sad thing to end on, but it did bring me back to a little bit of sadness. Is why are AS Roma having to do it? Yeah, country. Uh, well, so yeah, why can't country, like yeah, West no, Ham, which is near Hackney? Yeah, no, I agree. Any English professional side. Completely I don't mean to be rude. Uh, the most, the most we've seen from any clubs is teams yeah. getting loads of praise for putting a Twitter thing to say what the most local games yeah. are. I don't mean to be rude. No, no, There's I'm easier things to do. Any Premier League club, just send them a bunch of kits and stuff. Well, the thing is, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that it has to be this amount, but what's 500 quid to a Premier League club? In comparison to what 500 quid is to a grassroots club, go, go get you a Premier no, League kit. They haven't even got the shipping costs. Pitch vouchers for the year, do you know what I mean? All sorts of stuff like that. It's so. like, uh, like, obviously, it might be uh, later on in our uh, other section, I can't remember what <laughs> But, like, the FA Cup because Barry not in it whoever gets the last ball drawn gets an automatic buy to the next round that's yeah. £35,000 yeah that's so could I mean. you imagine if a non-league club gets the is the last ball in the FA Cup £35,000 yeah, given to them see I, I look at that the other way and I know we're going on the right tangent here I didn't say it was a good thing so let's say no but even for the non-league club you're saying that's a good thing £35,000 no, no it half it's good <clears throat> but yeah, half it's not because no, no, I no, want no. that FA Cup then but what I'm saying is for that 35000 Let's say it's a step five. Let's say it's Crawley Green, for an example. Yeah. Because there will be a step four or five team somewhere in that competition left. Because mm-hmm. there's always one. If they had drawn a League One or League Two team, let's say Berry, for an example, and they were playing, would naturally be playing on BBC on Friday night. Yeah. They would get 67,500 in TV revenue. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they'll have a more money. A house yeah, and loads yeah, of money yeah. for the that's game. What I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what's half of it's good and half it's bad because mm. they, I say they miss out on that. Well, that we naturally what, my argument is I can't see the half that's good. No, no. So you, I think you earn thirty five thousand pounds for no reason. Just to go back to what we were talking about originally, and then we could do this a bit afterwards. I think that the what we just talked about, those sums of money, are obviously fantastic. I don't understand why professional clubs can't give a fraction of that to a non league club because that still makes such a huge difference. Yeah. Whether it be five hundred quid, eight hundred quid to a Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, whatever you want to call it, team. You know, just your local non-league team. It makes your community, such a people who are probably your fans yeah. are coming to watch you at the weekend and spending. Yeah. 50, 60 quid a pop. Exactly, yeah. I think that... So it's a shame. It's brilliant for Roma, but it's a shame it's having to come all the way from Italy for that to affect Hackney Whitford. Absolutely. But well done, Roma. Well done, Thetford Rovers. And well done, Warburton's. Well done, Longley Day. Okay, Dan. It's another tale of the unexpected. No, the reason I'm still that, here. No, well, you, you don't always get interested by these, but... Um, I enjoyed last week's. No, no, it wasn't too bad. Uh, right, so we're going back to... Uh, Lisbon in November 1971 for another one of our tales of the unexpected. Now I say Lisbon 1971 in November because it's loosely more the backdrop for the story than the actual story itself because it's based around a lot of referees and unfortunately some of the mistakes they've made, okay? So I'll use the backdrop of Sporting Lisbon versus Rangers which was a Cup Winners Cup second round tie, okay? And the referee for that day, who by the way has one of the best names of a referee I've ever heard, was Louis Van Ravens, which I think is love that. Which also led me on to the names of famous referees who have a decent name. This one, I mean, you're knocked off in this one. 1878 FA Cup final referee. Would you like to have a guess at his name? Mr. Sagar Bastard was his name. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So it was, uh, and Mr. Sagar Bastard is not just famous for being well, 1878 the, uh, FA Cup uh, final. He also uh, famously sent off a dumb player for uh, foul abusive language, which obviously, if you're dumb, means you can't speak. And he sent him off for foul abusive language, which obviously is not appropriate to do if someone can't talk at all. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that was him anyway. But anyway, moving back on to other referees. So the reason I'm bringing up Louis Van Ravens is he made quite a cataclysmic error. But I just want to give you a few short ones, and then we'll go back to Louis Van Ravens. Okay. Is that okay? So, for example, famously, uh, Sunderland in 1954, they started with only one lino after the other linesman, uh, for whatever reason, stood in the wash bowl in the uh, referee's changing room and broke it and was trying to fix it. The referee didn't realise that the other linesman hadn't come out and in front of 43,000 people had to stop the game and find out what happened, while his other lino sheepishly then come out after breaking some of the utensils in the toilet. <laughs> What he was doing in the wash bowl, I have no idea, but he's managed to break the sink. Is that story verified? That is verified. I can, I can wow. Google it, honestly, I promise you. Uh, right, so. You can Google anything and it'd be fake. Well, no, I, I could Google. No, I don't know, Craig. This, isn't, this isn't a debate worth having. No. Just crack on. Okay, uh, another one. Um, so in 1983, Wimbledon, uh, Wally, Wally Downs, ironically, obviously now still uh, Wimbledon manager. Wow. Well, uh, well, okay. Gardening league. Yeah. He uh, he famously tried to take a free kick, obviously back in the days of the back pass, and tried to knock it back to Dave Besson, who was in goal, and it went over his head. Now, the laws of the game at the time meant it should have been a corner. The referee gave a goal, okay? And obviously that wasn't uh, acceptable, and Wimbledon lost the game on me. Um, so, uh, another, I mean, this is in Norway. I don't know if this is true. If it's true, again, this is a bit like that, that arm that punched the, the goalkeeper that time. Um, apparently there was a game in Norway where a player took a penalty, and the ball burst, and the skin, like the outer shell, went over the bar, but the bladder went in the goal. And the referee gave the goal. Apparently, apparently that happened in Norway. I don't know if that's definitely true. I don't believe it. And if it did happen, surely that's correct. Well, I don't. That's a, that's an interesting debate because is it still the ball? Because obviously the bladder's just like a bit of the chicken or you like it was first chicken or the egg. Yes, that's. I mean, I don't see how that's applicable. But <laughs> well, it's, um, that's what it is with the football, isn't it? Well, well, no, I don't know if it's what's first, isn't it? Anyway, okay. You know so that's mean. that. I don't know if that's true. I guess did the whole ball cross the line? That's essentially what we're supposed to be saying. So anyway, uh, we'll what go back to. To Sporting Lisbon versus Rangers, okay? So, um, couple of his cups, second round, just to repeat that. At Ibrox, Rangers won 3 2, no dramas, everyone has uh, a, a good evening. Um, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone has a good game. <laughs> uh, Sorry, because people wouldn't believe this. Charlie has a two sided piece of note, <laughs> and he is still. <laughs> the statement, everyone had a good evening. <laughs> what I meant Did you was, write that down? No, what I meant was, no, nothing dramatic happened apart from the fact that... It was fine. The Rangers were, it was fine. Rangers yeah. won 3 um, It was a good day. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ice Cube, it was a good day. Oh, so goodness. anyway, go back to Lisbon now. So for the return leg. Um, cut a very long story Not short. Not such a good evening. Not such a good evening. No, I don't think it was. Uh, no. So Sporting Lisbon in normal time won 3-2. Obviously, exact same scoreline, meaning that we go to extra time. Yeah. Right. With me so far. Score is free. Uh, so the score would be five each. I've got the <laughs> match there. Five each. Uh, yes. Yeah. Now, in extra time, Rangers and Sporting Lisbon scored one each. Being mm -hmm. an uh, aggregate score, it was six all. Yes. So the referee took it to penalties. Correct. But should it have been away goals? And that's exactly the point. So away goals were all one. It was, it was, it was. Now, his argument was, he was adamant, the referee was adamant there was a rule that said that away goals don't count in extra time because the away team in the second leg would have had longer to score an away goal. That was his logic. That, you know, essentially about 120 minutes compared to Sportingism's time. That's good logic, and it's also incorrect logic. Unfortunately, it is incorrect. So, Louis Van Ravens took the game to penalties, wrongfully, as we've just discussed. Um, and what was also extraordinary about that penalty show was that Rangers missed all of their all, all five penalties and still managed to lose three 0 on penalties uh, because Sporting Lisbon also missed their first two, so it was nil nil after two penalties each. Anyway, um, Sporting Lisbon are through as it stands. Rangers are obviously gutted. They then lodge an appeal and find out obviously yes, away goals do count in extra time, and they go through. And um, Louis Van Ravens never refereed again because of it. He got suspended and then eventually banned because of the, the ridiculousness of trying to make up his own laws and stuff. And then Rangers, ironically, that year, Rangers that year won the Cup in his cup, as a little fact for you. So after oh. going out, they then went on to win it. So you know what it means. And if you lose, find a way to appeal, and then you win the Cup. <laughs> Politics deciding football, even in the 70s. Exactly. 
time for any other business and the main talking point from the world of football was England versus Bulgaria in Sofia and sadly, and sadly it wasn't right. to do with football it was to do with trouble mm. in the stands where racist behaviour mm. uh, was loud and not proud because it's ridiculous it's 2019 it's, it's abysmal I think the, the, the saddest thing particularly the, the obviously everyone's seen the shocking images from the first half yeah. is the fact that it was clearly orchestrated before the night mm. yeah they, they're saying oh it's premeditated yeah, they're saying it was pre-planned uh, one of the Bulgarian fans told an England fan I think oh, sorry one of the Bulgarian well, players shirts, told mate. Yeah, you've yeah. got no respect on on the jumper. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not qualified enough to say this, but I, I feel like there has to be a culture shift, not just in one country, but it, in football in general. It's, still, it's and and we the the one thing I'm really keen to point out here is that we can't get on a moral high course. No, 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 because we've talked a bit earlier in the season about the Huddersfield kit thing and the Millwall yeah, yeah, racism course, yeah. and the fine difference. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, yeah. No, no, I completely agree. That's what I mean. It needs to be a culture shift. It, it almost looked a bit like when you look at the pictures of English games in the 70s. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, it looked it was, more it, like that. It, it was, which probably does shift 30 years behind in mm. footballing senses, in mm. immigration senses as a country. Yeah. The... The sad thing again, we talked briefly off camera. The the Bulgarian captain was magnificent mm. in trying mm-hmm. to reason with the fans. Yeah, it's sad that he had to do it. Yeah, yeah. But it's important that we try and highlight as much as there were some awful instances mm. there. We have to highlight the people from that country that are yeah. trying to stop it. The yeah. prime minister since has been excellent. Yeah, he's been making sure arrests have been made. Away. He made sure the federation, the FA Bulgarian FA chief executive, mm. who was a former player, was sacked on the spot or yeah. had to leave his post yeah. the next day. Had to resign, yeah. He told off the manager for his ridiculous comments after saying yeah. didn't hear anything. And journalists were stupid as well because I didn't yeah. hear anything. But if I can hear on TV, yes, obviously not yeah. in that country. Sure, how can they in the stand and not hear it? Yeah, I think. And um, um, I thought uh, Gareth Southgate done brilliantly. I thought the yeah. players had handled themselves well. I said the Bulgarian captain was superb. And end of the day, I, I should be talking about an excellent six 0 performance for England. Yeah, and that's the sad bit of it all. Isn't I think it? the last, football league was fantastic. The mm. last thing I'll say to and it's the, the one negative I'll pitch in with this. What what upset me more was UEFA's reaction to it. You know, I think you put it in the group that the fining of England for quite minor offences in what is. I appreciate if maybe there was a thing with not having enough stewards. You were talking about an incident where a game was nearly ab- abandoned or postponed due to racism. To me, the, and we're still to me we're if still you're doing stuff like if that. you're following a protocol and there's a minor fine for that, that's fine. But the problem's going to be when that fine's compared to the fine they give for racism yeah. is going to look stupid. And it's such a shame mm. because in terms of in the game, a lot's been spoken about the protocol. UEFA have made such a step forward in having yeah. a clear action that any team in that position could follow. And then after the match, we've gone back to these old-fashioned rules which aren't fit for purpose. Yeah, no, no, no. The, 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 the UEFA protocol is 10 years old. And yeah. there has been racism... Why hasn't it been implemented? Ha- it's, it's, it's exactly what I was about to say. This has been gone for 10 years and there's been racist moments in games over the last 10 years. And obviously not just obviously in Bulgaria, but also some in England and yeah. around the world, of Russia and as well. But yeah. And no one's really, as I said, no one's followed the protocol until we started piping up about they had to close a bit of the stadium after the uh, last uh, game, last two games. Yeah. Oh, what if this happens here? It seemed a bit more last resort, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, mm. and for then you wait to have like equal uh, right game. Oh, we'll close part of the stadium. Closing part of the stadium does absolutely naffle. Well, that was proven, wasn't it? Yeah. But absolutely that- naffle. And and now obviously we've got Lazio have got a closed part of the stadium because of racism. I think another. Um, uh, a few other Bulgarian t- f- yeah. uh, clubs teams oh, one, uh, Serbian Bratislava yeah, yeah that uh, was got to do one. Slovakia Slovakia because mm. yeah, Martin yeah. was talking about yeah Slovakia the closing part of the team does nothing finding right. them minimal is nothing but I hope, hope that game's shown that if nothing else because part of the stadium was closed with the equal game manners yeah. and that yeah. and it was such a clear image still that I think that will make a difference to moving yeah. forward. And it's so, I, I don't and, agree. And because it's so clearly obvious as well you can see what the Bulgarian mm. fans were doing it was so clear what I don't agree with, though, is when people are saying they should be booed out. And the reason I say that, just hear me out, as a, as a team, I mean, booed out of competitions, is we spoke well, not long ago about Sierra Leone as an example, who, because politically their government couldn't organise themselves, were then banned from foot, taking part in football competitions. And that wasn't the players' fault. Now, you know... Well, was, it, was it the players' fault back in the 80s when... Um when England got the ban but that, that, that was I agree with what you're saying but that's equally that poor was, governance to what we've got now. yes yeah but what I'm saying with that there was a lot more violence and there was a physical threat and now I'm not demeaning what was being said or done because obviously it's horrendous it's horrendous 
what I'm trying to say is, is that I don't think we should necessarily punish the players for a group of, and it is, I still believe it's a minority, albeit fucking horrendously wrong, a minority, I don't know if a, a whole team of players should be, um, what's the word, persecuted for those people. The problem is their manager has dealt their case. No, I agree, I agree with you on that. But, let, on that. but let's end on a positive of the story, which is Gareth Southgate was excellent. Handled it very a fantastic well. leader. Whatever for whatever he achieves as a manager of England on the mm. pitch, he will be remembered fondly for the work he's done yeah. off it, which has been excellent across many forms and many yeah. areas. Gareth Southgate handled it very well. Tyrone Mings on his debut for England handled it spot fantastic. on. Great attitude. Uh, the rest of the black players handled it very well, and the whole team performance was was superb. No complaints at all from that. So a, a day where we could genuinely say, which doesn't often happen with the national team, we were proud to be in the... I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Anyway, moving on to more positive news. Would you like me to start? Go on, Yes. Um, I wanted to talk about a, a well done, another well done, actually. Congratulations, well done. Um, and it featured a, a game from League Two, which was Mansfield v Oldham last weekend. Oh, it was a horrible game 6-1 win for Mansfield. Yeah. Um, Oldham finished with nine men. But I wanted to talk about a little instant in there. Is a young player from Oldham. His name is Dylan. You'll have to forgive the pronunciation. Farge, I think. F A G E. At Oldham via Oxair second team as a youngster. Right. Um, he unfortunately had a head injury during the game. A few minutes after coming on, he was unconscious uh, and he ended up suffering a concussion. Mm-hmm. But the the medical assistance was very slow to come on. I don't think the referee noticed immediately. But the Mansfield captain, Christian Pierce stopped and went and put him in a recovery position, which ended up saving him any health concerns. Yeah, yeah. And Oldham put out a fantastic tweet later with a lovely picture of the, of the kid smiling and a massive oh, thank you to Christian Pierce. So that's where yeah, that, football goes a good, more. That's very what good football should be. Yeah, well, that's, well done, Christian Pierce. Good, good professional there. Absolutely. Just returning to a story from last week, obviously we mentioned about sportsmen who then go on to play in other sports, and we obviously led with Peter Cech. Yes. And if you saw during he the week, two penalties. he saved two penalties in a shootout and won Guildford. It was Phoenix's, incredible, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, wherever cup match it was. So, yeah, no, fair play to him. I, I, I love the fact you can go from two or three different sports. But yes, not only to win on your debut, but to be basically the match hero. Um, fair play to him. Did anyone see uh, this very recent? Uh, FC United and Manchester, they're playing Basford Town okay. during the week. And the defender scored in his own half. A header. With a header. With a header. With a header. It bounced on the edge of the box, went over the keeper. Yeah. Let's be honest. I don't know where the keeper was going. If you look at that clip, I still maintain that even when he got caught out of position, if he put his hand up, he would have saved that. Or He's a mate. I'm sorry. He's a mate. He's a mate. It's only for you. That's That's the sort of goal that I would imagine you would score. What, with a header from... No, he's just... He's that sort, you know when Jason Cundy scored with a tackle? Yeah. That's, that's I, I did sc- sorts of goals. As an 11-year-old, I did score a volley from the halfway line once and it was an attempted clearance. <laughs> that's what I mean. He's that, he's that kind of geezer. He tackles on it. It was, it was like a basically... A Only goal I scored for three header. years. Uh, <laughs> was, I'd say, well done to the defender. It's one of yeah. a very goal. Um, I've got one more... I've got, sorry, I've got two more stories. One's a bit... Anyway, so Senegal under-17s were due to take part in the FIFA World Cup and they still are, um, but... <laughs> I shouldn't say it's without laughing. Um, FIFA have brought in random MRI testing because there's a concern over a lot of, and this is not a racial thing, but concern over a lot of African teams' um, age of their players. So well, we've had a couple this year, haven't we? We had an, Was it an Egyptian yeah. one we had earlier in the year? And we had an Indian one last year as yeah. well from Asia. Oh, yes! So we had the picture of so because Oh, yeah, that fella. Oh, my gosh, he was at 35, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. So we had the must. Off the back of that, once that was announced that they, for this World Cup um, that they were going to do the random MRI, Senegal suddenly dropped three players. Um, so ah. that makes you wonder if those lads were ever 17 or, and more importantly, how old actually are they? Um, so they don't is, need to. The, the Senegal got a great football Well, apparently they do need a couple of overages. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that was, I do make me laugh a little bit that as soon as this suddenly three of them get dropped. Although Senegal deny that those three were um, over the age of 17. They oh, said we'll they're never just know. for footballing reasons. We'll never know. And the last one, which um, is quite a nice story to end on, was Coventry City. I don't know if you've seen they've got a new kit coming out. Like oh, I watched that game on the uh, weekend. So it's a, it's a two-tone, remember the old, in the 80s, you had like the specials, like the band, the two-tone movement. Yes, because it's the 40-year anniversary, isn't it? And yes, and, the, and yeah. the specials, isn't it? And also to talk about racial unity, because actually that two-tone movement was quite good at bringing, obviously back in the 70s and 80s, you know, it's, it's two communities. Band, it? Yeah, but obviously that was, that was, whereas reggae was probably listened to a bit more by, more exclusively by the black community, Scar was a bit more of a bridge between the yeah. two, so, you know, there were quite a lot of white and black communities would mix together. And that together. naturally then brought reggae to the white community as well. Exactly. Yes. So, off the back of that, as a, as a um, what's the word, a commemoration of that yeah, kind of thing, like, they're bringing out a two-tone kit, and it looks beautiful. It's a lovely kit, they used it against Le- uh, 
Lincoln City on Sunday, live on Sky, contrary, actually battered Lincoln the whole game, Lincoln won one nil. Yeah. And that, that's I guess the most important thing from this. Is, I know obviously we 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 there has been a massive negative in the news this week about football, but there are so many positive things going on in the footballing world and so many of the community things, non-league day in particular, is a perfect example that football is and should be and will be for everyone. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, do you do you think that as it oh, it's a non-league day, do you think like a TV ca- uh, cameras can go down to one random non-league game? Just I, I know the viewership won't be there, but thinking about it, I don't think it will happen, and I don't think it should happen because I think then a lot of people will say their non-league day is spent watching the game on TV, and that so people. So BT Sport, despite it being an international break, they always show a Saturday game in uh, in the international. International week, sorry, but no, they but refuse to do it, it on the October one because they don't want to take people away from the ground. I think, but if you use it on a twelve thirty, like if you can yeah. get to a twelve thirty, then you've still got the chance to Possibly. go out to a three. What they game. should do, or could think about moving forward with it, with it being a whole international weekend, is one national league game, take one of the biggest games, which could take mm. people away, move that to a Sunday, and then make it a non-league weekend. So on a Saturday yeah. you can go to a game, and then on a Sunday you've got a big TV one. To yeah, watch. that's not a bad idea. But I agree. I don't think it's on a Saturday afternoon because, for example, the I don't know, one pound twenty that the uh, Crawley made out of Dan on Saturday wouldn't be there. You're saying twelve thirty, I wouldn't have been there for kickoff then. So yeah. It's interesting. Oh, I think it's an interesting question though. I think it's an interesting it's question. An interesting it's a debate thing. that will have to come up in the future. It's a good thing. I think it would promote more for non league, wouldn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, it's time for our, let's say, reminiscence, because it's not going to be a quiz anymore. As, as if you don't know the reason for that, go and check out the last eight weeks. Uh, what's it called? Can you name them? Still don't know why. Let's and get Charlie still won't. Um, so, uh, a lovely quiz popped up this week. We talked about England already today in a fantastic performance, after a disappointing one, which we kind of missed. Terrible, Terrible. Um, but I want to talk about uh, a more modern story and a more high-profile one. Oh, so, gosh. so we're talking about the current England manager Gareth Southgate, yeah. and we're talking about players that have appeared under him. Oh gosh! Oh, right. oh god! So, what I want to know, and let me just let me just count the numbers to make sure there's no joints here. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm going to ask you to name me one of the twelve players that have made more than twenty. England appearances under Gareth Southgate. Right. Okay. So there are 12 players that have made 20 appearances or more. The highest is 32 appearances and the lowest is 21. Okay. Uh, I believe it's Craig's going to go first. Indeed. We're not going to worry about the scores, but Craig, can you name them? Let's start with Harry Kane as skipper. Um, He has. um, He's only seventh on the list, but he has made 25 appearances under Gareth Southgate. I'm going to go out of a limb here. Jordan Henderson. Just one place above in sixth on 26 appearances, Jordan Henderson of Liverpool. Oh, I think there's a couple of risky ones here. Yeah, and I believe now they're official captain and vice captain, are they not? Is, it, is Harry Maguire ca- vice captain? Harry Kane. Oh, Harry Kane. Harry Kane's captain, yeah. And Jordan Henderson. Oh, yeah. Sorry, right. yeah. Sorry, where did Harry Maguire come from? I have no idea. Is that your answer? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, Marcus Rashford probably up there. Marcus Rashford, surprisingly to me, number one on the list with 32 appearances. Really? Marcus Rashford. But and I guess because fair, when he doesn't start, he often comes off the bench. Yeah. And players who are getting rested, like a cane, will then not feature at all. So, see, I've got an answer in my head, but I don't know whether he'd have played in friendlies because that's when it's a position you would change quite often for a friendly. Okay. Uh, seeing as I'm probably not going to win this anyway, so it's just a reminiscence. Go for it, Jordan Pickford. It's your lucky days. Oh, place twenty-two appearances. Right. Yeah, he, he, you he, were he, right in your because further down the list, you then got Jack Butler, yeah, Alex McCarthy, was... Fraser, Forster, all those. Yeah. So to be honest, if you hadn't played in these last two games, I might not have cut, made the cut. Well, you would have, yeah, well, yeah. Um, he's under pressure, hasn't that? Yeah. Um, he's fourth on the list. Twenty-seven appearances, joint fourth, I should say. Uh, twenty-seven appearances from Manchester City. I haven't got a pen, so I've no idea how this is going to end. Um, I didn't expect it to get this far, which no, I no, I was about to say. Because he did have a good run. Ooh. Um, there's a lot of alls, which means it's probably Ooh. a good quiz. That's good. Danny Rose. Oh, that's me. I was, I was about to say him. <laughs> Charlie has snuck in in 12th place oh. on 21 appearances. Oh, that's Danny Rose. Oh, that's, I was like, Ooh, Obviously, a under a lot of pressure because his place is now looks like it's going to Ben Chilwell. But yeah. he's in there. So we've now named half of the 12 players. And we could be going on to quiz two at the end. <laughs> no, I don't think There's one player in and no one's getting uh, See, it's the two. I'll be honest. I'll say it out loud. It's the two right backs. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Have they got? Had they made enough? 
because you've got two good right backs with the you know uh, it's tough for you to be in the right back then I assume Kyle well, Walker well, yeah I, I Kyle Walker mate okay well I'm not saying you want him. <laughs> it won't be Trent well what's what's Craig Savage going to go for because I am going to have to press for an answer because you're just deliberately delaying here Deli Alley see I fought him but I wasn't Deli sure. Alley is in joint 8th on 24 appearances um, back to Charlie that's the old Deli Alley back man is he going to be tempted to go for Carl Walker that's the question I think Carl Walker then again then again he hasn't, he hasn't played much recently no that's what I mean but it's only a couple of months isn't it yeah but that's four games well we'll see is Charlie going to gamble or not that's the question I don't know yeah Carl Walker I'll go for it joint second oh really oh, wow <laughs> 28 Jesus right, okay. we're, we're only four away from a clean sweep so I've got I've got two possibles but I'm struggling a bit Craig Savage Trippier Trippier. See that that was my bogey. I wasn't sure. Trippier. Because it doesn't matter to me. If Carl Walker's made twenty eight, could Trippier have made the same? I've got time? two in my head. Did you play centre half for a bit. Talk, talk me through your, th- your thinking. I've, I've got two. I've got Carl. Sorry, I've got Kieran Trippier. Yeah. And I've got Eric Dyer. Because obviously in the World Cup, Trippier yeah. played right wing back and Walker played centre half. So yeah. yeah. But it's which one of the two do you go for, Craig? No, we said Carl Walker now, didn't we? I said Carl Walker. Yeah. No, because you said. Oh, Eric, for my Eric one, Dyer, my, my, my two. Kieran Trippier. Um, I'll say Kieran Trippier. Craig Savage, I'm afraid. Kieran Trippier is the last player outside on 18 appearances. Ooh, okay. So unfortunately, <laughs> Charlie Betts has the chance to end this whitewash. Can you name one of the four people left? So I'll say them out loud. Okay. And uh, so I'm thinking possibly between Eric Dyer. Okay. Jesse Lingard, but I'm not oh, too yeah, sure. Oh yeah, it's going to be him. It's going to be him. Uh, take, it take, take it, take it. Jamie Vardy. Okay. Mm. Might have made a few because he, he makes a lot of subs. After that, I don't know the other four hundred. Jamie Vardy stopped after a while. Yeah, that's after what I mean. So that's what I'm saying. But I think you've got to go for the obvious one. But I don't think he's psyching me out with this. No, 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 no. Make your own decision. I think yeah, no, go for the obvious one. Because I forgot that. He's my other. But yeah, I think I'll say Jesse Lingard. Yeah, I'm I'm not I agree sure. with you. Uh, he is. Uh, he is in joint seventh or eighth, as it was with Delhi Alley. Yeah. On twenty four appearances, you both mentioned Eric Dyer at one point. Joint second. 28 really? appearances. Oh. Wow. Uh, the oh. other so I'm no longer Charlie Neal. Is that you correct? You are no longer Charlie Neal. <laughs> we can make it a quiz again. Uh, <laughs> the last two players, Thank which you. obviously neither of you managed to get in the end, or the last three, sorry, were John Stones, Stones, Eric Dyer, John Stones. See, I bought him, but then I thought he'd been injured for a little while. Joined fourth from 27. As much as that. See, I thought he was struggling to get to 20. That Gargaton. Really it's not Gary Cahill, is it? No. No. Centre half though. Maguire. Uh, Harry Maguire, 23 appearances. Again, I wasn't sure because he came on a bit uh, late on. Interestingly, you mentioned Jamie Vardy. He was below Trippier on 15. He was the next one on it, the list. It's because he retired. Yeah. And the only other players over 10 appearances were then Joe Hart, Fabian Delph, and Gary Cahill. Right. Interesting. That went on. That was a proper quiz. <laughs> <laughs> that season. Um, but Craig, you have been defeated. It is yeah, now 8-1. Yeah, we were on episode 98. Didn't you say at the beginning that game was worth 10? Or is that right? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll make it worth 50 on the last day to give you a chance. <laughs> uh, well, well done to you, Charlie. But oh, that was no, actually an enjoyable us. quiz to watch because it was competitive. Yes. So, well, well done, Charlie. You're back in the game. Consolation. It always had to be for England, wasn't it? <laughs> it, 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 it get one for him. And that is it for today's ramble. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe for you on YouTube. And thank you for listening to us on Spotify and other platforms. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>